Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tribune Audio Network. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your score instant reacts podcast. I'm Greg Armstrong and I'm back. I'm in the studio. We missed tonight. you so much. Back is better than ever. <laughs> yeah. He took the open. He came back. He was so upset. Yeah, no, he's, he's I'm just glad to have you back, Greg. Hey, it's good to be here. There's no there's no flag football at midnight on a Friday, well, so I can be here. <laughs> that's true. And if there is, then there's there's problems. So yeah, we, we did miss you. Um but it was a fun night, week three of the high school football season. Tons of fun, tons of great rivalries. We're gonna wrap it up for you here in about for about thirty minutes. So um, hope you guys enjoy, and we start with... It depends on how many stats Stocking has, if we're going to go a half hour. Well, we'll it depends see. how much we... T- did you hear... Did North win? Yes, they did. What was the score? 37 nothing. All right, that wraps up the Davenport Public <laughs> Schools. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, No, whoa. I'm kidding, and I'm very impressed with North. We'll talk all about him in just a second. I just like to give you our time. We have to start with the game of the night, rivalry of the night, rivalry in the state, um, Moline and Rock Island going head-to-head. And Cuff, you were there, and it was a really good football game. Down to the wire, Moline wins it 35-28, the final score. It's the 11th straight Western Big Six victory for Moline. Mike Morrissey has never lost a Western Big Six game, and he's in his third year as Moline head coach. Good football game, a lot of great action, a lot of great plays. Um, One thing that I may have noticed, and you can talk more about it, Cuff, is that Seems like Rock Island may have may have left some points out there, had some opportunities that 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 would have made this game even closer than what it was. I think it's two good football teams going head to head. Moline's got to be excited moving forward. Rock Island's one and two on the season. They're a very very good one and two football team. They're going to beat a lot of teams this season. First of all, yes, Moline. Congratulations to them. Eleven in a row, Mike Morrissey. Congrats. Nice win for them. They took advantage of the Rock Island mistakes. Honestly, you mentioned the mistakes. Rock Island had the ball within at least inside the red zone, if not the 10, a couple times. And then next thing you know, they are pushed all the way back to the 30-yard line or the 40-yard line, and it just didn't work out. They left points on the board. To lose by seven, Rock Island is going to go back and look at this, and they're probably going to be pretty disappointed that they didn't win this game because they could have won this game and ended that streak for Moline. On the other side for, uh, for Moline, Abubakar Berry did a great job. Um, man, we had a couple runs of him following Big Ben Duanis. That yeah. play seemed to work, and then Caden Dreyfus is just a fantastic young young running back um, for for Moline. Uh, they ran for almost 400 yards, I believe it was over 400, over 400 yards. And I I said earlier in the night the team that passed more would win. You're wrong. I was right. Oh Moline, really? Moline actually did pass for more. Wasn't much more, yeah. but they did pass for more. Yeah. So yeah, what a what a fun game and great atmosphere. Homecoming win for Moline. Really good. Talk about the atmosphere because it lived up to the hype. And if anybody's worried about high school sports in this area or you know lack thereof or <clears throat> the excitement isn't as high as ever, 
Uh, we talked to Coach Morrissey live on the score, um, and he talked about the freshmen being nervous because there were so many people at Browning Field early. It was a, a marquee matchup, and the fans came out, and it was for week three of the high school football season. That's a fan, that's a playoff type atmosphere. Week three of the season. I'm just gonna throw a number out there. I don't know how accurate it's gonna be. I'm gonna one million people. I was gonna say the whole no, forty five thousand. Yes. All of Moline was there. No, um, seven thousand. Probably there. Yeah. The whole Moline side was was full from end to end, uh, bleacher wise. There's people standing around the fence line. The Rock Island side, I would say, was 90% full. There was just maybe a few pockets of uh, bleachers that you could see. So yeah, I'm gonna say at least 7,000 people. It was pretty impressive and, and fun. The, the one thing Moline does on homecoming night, any former player, they call oh, it the, they the, the M men's game. They put them on the field. A lot of old timers down there talking, and, and they, they actually don't like said, to be called that. No, but they actually they listen to podcasts. They were saying you so. Bet you're sweet, <laughs> you know what yeah. they do. So yeah, it was fun to see those guys and kind of catch up with some of the former players. But yeah, a great atmosphere for high school football. I well, oh, go ahead. No, Greg. Oh, no, Greg. Go, go. <laughs> Greg beat him. Greg beat him. Go. If I got to get in here, you know, I'm a uniform guy. There is nothing better than Rock Island and Moline. Lining up at the line of scrimmage, those uniforms together, like it just that screams rivalry yeah. in, in high school football. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, no, I want to say All right, Stock, that go. Moline tonight really dominated the line of scrimmage. When you see what they had in the first half, 258 rushing yards in the first half alone. Abukar Barry had over 200 yards rushing. What was his times. name again? Uh, Abu- no, 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 no. Abukar. No, no. Try uh, again. Ah, uh, ah, uh, boo. boo. Ba-ba-car. Car. Now say it together. Abubakar. Abubakar. Yay! There we go. We got it. Barry had over 200 yards and three rushing touchdowns. Keegan Dreyfus had over 200. Caden. 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 Quit being mean to stock Had over 200 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Moline, from what I read in some reports, was just ripping holes in the Rocky defensive line. And you could have drove a truck through them. And... I mean, Rock Island's got to get their line uh, straightened up. Well, I don't. I mean, give wow. credit to seven point wow. game. <laughs> give credit to Moline Benhammer. That's Brian Stocking. What's your What's your email? At Brian Stocking. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, but pl- plenty of positives for Rock Island, and, and and they left points out on the field, and and three tough games and close games for Rock Island to start the season, and that will pay dividends later on in the season. They've been in close games. They're learning how to win close games. It'll pay off. I mean, these are two playoff teams. Absolutely, no doubt, and and it's so early in the season. Rock Island takes care of business and wins out. They'll 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 be in the mix still for the for the Western Big Six. It's, it's a loss, and they're a little bit behind now, obviously, but they they'll bounce back. They'll be fine, and you don't lose a, a conference championship week one of the conference play. A lot of football will have to be played, and that's a good football team. Really good football game in the Western Big Six. Moline wins it. 35-28, your final from Browning Field. If you'd like to hear more from Moline, see the highlights, see, hear from, from uh, Mike Morrissey, make sure you check out our website, wqad.com. You can see the, all of that up there. Um, new names and new places, and our new names and new faces in the Western Mystics. Boy, we've talked about it forever, and it finally they, they finally played a conference game. The two teams, Geneseo and Sterling, and we knew coming in there were good programs that will bring a lot of quality to the conference, both of them winning their first conference game. We'll start with Sterling. We talked to Coach Schlemmer on the score live, um, and they, they beat a, a game Alleman team that really is struggling right now with injuries as well. Um, Max Contreras, he basically blew out his knee. He's done for the season, and both starting quarterbacks, or both quarterbacks starting one and the backup, um, 
uh, Zach Don't Call Me, Tony Carpita, and, and the Ponder Kid both out this game with a concussion. So Nate Sheets actually played quarterback, did a pretty decent job. Sterling, you knew, was a tough game, a tough team. Sterling came to play. A slow start once again for them, but they, they it looks great on the scoreboard, 34-6. to And that first Western Big Six game is out of the way. John Schlemmer and company gets the job done. I think there might be some nervousness if you're a Sterling fan that you're not seeing these big, like, explosive jump starts and really, you know, taking off against the team. And maybe against a Pekin team and an Alleman team that you think maybe you should see that. But, like, you know, Schlemmer has said from the beginning of the year, this is not those teams. Like, we may not have the explosiveness that we've had in years past, but I think you're going to get that workmanlike effort. And Cuff talked about it before the season. You're going to see the line really control a game. And I think that eventually that's going to lead to some of these, like, grinded-out victories. And tonight was an example of that. They didn't jump out. They didn't take advantage. You know, they didn't get the huge lead right away. But they come away with a win, a pretty comfortable win. Well, they had an eight-minute drive in that first ha- in the first quarter. And so they're grinding out those drives early on, and it's going to wear down the other team. And I think that's what happened to Allman tonight because I think at one point they had like nine, first, nine minutes of possession going into the third quarter, and, you know, their line's going to get worn out that way. Usually in the years past, when Sterling had the ball for eight minutes, they put about 40 points on the board. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was an eight-minute sustained it's, drive. It's, it's a different team. They're not going it, to hand it off to Nigel Sullivan and, and those guys and, and, and score 40-yard touchdowns, 70-yard touchdowns. It's going to be a different look for Sterling, but they're a really good football team that are going to be in the race here in the Western Big Six, and they're going to have another, another great run in the playoffs. I think you just combined Nigel Sullivan and Nigel Bruce. I did. That's, yeah. good. That's, did. That's okay. That, I mean, put them together, that's a pretty good running back. So. It's, it's almost and, midnight. And I'm sure it's Josh almost Schlemmer would love to have that guy. Yeah, and, and it's <laughs> almost midnight. So Cooper Wellman ran, <laughs> ran for two touchdowns tonight. How valuable or is Ster- Wellman on this team? Or You're, Sterling Morris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm combining players. How, but how valuable is Wellman on this team? Considering that Schlemmer thinks that, you know, this is a line-based team. And you've seen um, Aponte come in and really, you know, make a name for himself. But, man, to have that kind of weapon with a line like that, that's where Sterling is going to make their, make their name for themselves this year. Now, yeah. Congratulations to Sterling. Um, 1-0 in the Western Big Six, 3-0 overall. There's going to be a lot of good games. Sterling and Rock Island is going to be a good football game coming up later on in the season. Everyone will look at Week 7 when it's Moline at Sterling. A lot of people will be looking at that one as well. It's going to be a fun Western Big Six. Go ahead, Greg. How long have we waited for, like, Sterling and Rock Island? That is such an yes. awesome game yes. that every for years and years you think, like, man, those two teams matching up would be great. We finally get it Do we know year. what week that is, Stockpile? What? You go look at uh, Sterling, Rock Island. We uh, know Sterling Moline is Week 7. I'm gonna give you a little task, and they'll kind of keep your keep you he's occupied. Moved, it's like what he's it's like, moved multiple notebooks to get to this. I have a I love it. I have a five year old that I'll give him like, hey, can you go? How can you go and put these towels away? And like, it kind of gets them out of my hair for a little bit. That's <laughs> what I just did for stocking. <laughs> I gave him a uh, task. October fourth. What week is that? Uh, week six. Okay. Oh right. wow. So back to back weeks. Yo, where's the game? Is it at Rocky? Yes. Yeah. Geneseo oh, Rocky's got to be. Geneseo Rocky's got to be. One of your classic hashtag score uni watches. Geneseo Rocky. Absolutely. I mean, those uniforms are epically classic. Me, speaking of Geneseo, go, yes. go ahead. I was going to say, we, we talked Con- about... Congratulations to Geneseo. They start the Western Big Six. 
a closer game than last year. Last year they played uh, a Galesburg down in Galesburg. I think they beat them twenty by seven, twenty-seven points. Twenty-eight like that. nothing. Twenty-eight nothing. So um, Galesburg's a better football team than last year, and yes. and that might get glossed over in all this because we talk yes. about everything that goes on. But <clears throat> Geneseo goes on the road. They get the job done. How about Larry Johnson? Um, pulling out some bags of tricks and, and, and going for the hook and ladder and, and just stuff you don't see from Geneseo. Do you, do you think Larry called that or was that uh, Larry Sr.? I, I, hope I don't know. Man, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Or even yeah. the guy, or not guy, I did it, Denny Derricks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, whoever called it, great play <laughs> call. It was pretty well shot on the score by some guy named Greg. Well executed play from Geneseo and also. Well shot play. Well, shot. well executed. <laughs> if you don't say Very, so yourself. I know well, yeah. No, yeah. Very um, game effort from Galesburg tonight. Yeah, Very I, game. I've been impressed with Galesburg in week one against Dunlap at home, sticking with a good program. They came up short on that one. They came up short again tonight. But against a team like Dunlap, a program like Dunlap, and a program like Geneseo, you're hanging right in there. Like, there's some wins in this Western Big Six schedule for, G- for Galesburg. And I think part of it, too, is this is Coach Washabaugh's second season um, with the team. So I think you're finally seeing that buy-in a little bit more. You're seeing that player development a little bit more under uh, what he's kind of set forth for that program. I think you're kind of seeing a little bit more confidence from these guys. I mean, last season was rough. I think they went 1-8. and eight. I, I, You don't want to do that again. And so I think they're off to a pretty solid start. And Coach Washabaugh leading the way, you know, finally starting to get uh, – kind of finding their identity a little bit more, you know? And I think it's important, like, to your point, for Coach Washabaugh to keep the confidence up because they're one and two, but that, that that's that's a good – if it is, if it's possible to be a good one and two, like, yeah, you've absolutely. played three yeah. – Rock Island's a really good one and two. You've played three competitive football games if you're Galesburg, and you got one out of two out of it. And I, like I said, I still think there's wins on that Western Big Six schedule for them. Mason Jones tonight for Geneseo, 101 yards rushing, two touchdowns, which shows the depth of the Maple Leafs because Mason Jones, I don't think, has played much in the first two games. And tonight he gets the call and uh, does the job. Geneseo 3-0 for the first time since 2016. Yeah, hasn't it been Mosier and Hofer have yeah. been the guys that have been carrying the ball pretty much? And I was going to say, we should, you know, we talked about Galesburg a lot right there. We should talk about Geneseo getting the win, being 3-0, and and same thing I said about Galesburg. There's still games that they're going to win in the Western Big Six. They're looking to get back to that 5-6, even 7 win mark in the Western Big Six. This is going to be a Geneseo playoff team again, and I'm sure that the Geneseo faithful is going to love that because that's what they expect. Next week... Geneseo plays Sterling. That will be a telling point of how far back Geneseo's come. Because if that game's close, then Geneseo's back. If it's another blowout like it's been the past few years, they still have work to do. That we- game is in Geneseo. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I know you will, Stockpile. <laughs> I know it you is will. in Geneseo. You're right. Um, can you guys, do you think the viewers, the listeners can hear me in my Doritos? I did. <laughs> I'm trying I to like. Know. I warned no. you before the. But you haven't eaten in 12 hours, I hope Bet- so. except for all the cookies that I ate. <laughs> <laughs> Between pounding the table and eating Doritos, it's it's great. It's going well. Um, so yeah, Geneseo, that's a good game next week. It's that's the Western Big Six rivalry. That's not even a Western Big Six rivalry because they bring it from their old conference into the Western Big Six. It is Sterling and Geneseo next week. We'll look forward to that one. Geneseo off to a three and zero start of the season. We'll see how that continues for the Maple Leafs. One last game in the Western Big Six. They didn't win the game. But but Nick Welch won the night with that with that mic'd oh up. Oh my gosh! 
I was ready, right? I, I was, was re- about ready to jump off the table. Yeah, and like if when and don't get Celia feisty. Yeah, like she'll come knock you out. Big things come in small packages. <laughs> there you go. Just you wait. Just you wait. There you go. Um, so a great mic'd up from Nick Welch. They don't get the job done on the scoreboard, but they're, they're, you can see the development. It's going to take time at United Township. They won last week. They beat East Peoria. They fall to um, Quincy tonight. Stockpile, you'll tell me the score. It was 20 to 50-something. Uh, tonight it was 55-21. So uh, they don't win the football game, but you can see them getting better slowly but surely. They'll continue to get better. United Township will do that for sure. Yeah, and how about uh, we talked about the running game for Quincy. Obviously, uh, they, they miss Brock. Anybody's going to miss a guy like that, but uh, Dante Kreider uh, had a really good game tonight. Yeah. Um, just the speed factor, I think, is all it was tonight for United Township. They just couldn't keep up with that speed. Yeah. I, I look at this. There's a game out there. They're going to get another win, I think. Quincy also has a very good quarterback in Kyle Reese. I like Stockwell being on my side because I can shove the microphone in his, <laughs> his eye. Yeah, so um, who's UT got next week? Uh, UT has... Just keep the schedule out. Alleman. Alleman and UT, that's at Alleman. Th- no, they don't it's have It's at Alleman. the Soul Bowl. They don't have Alleman. Oh, I'm sorry. They're, they're, I was looking at it the wrong way. Uh, they're at Rocky. Alleman is home to Moline. Yeah. And UT's at Rocky. So an interesting. What is this? So we we know it's Sterling and Geneseo. Alleman's at home against Moline. United Township is at Rock Island. So that leaves Quincy and Galesburg playing probably it's, down in Quincy. It's in Gem City. Yes. Yes. So um, that's your your um, week four, or week two, I guess, of conference play. But week four of the season in the Western Big Six. Um, we'll kind of hop back and forth because I kind of want to talk about the uh, some stuff on the Iowa side and um, Pleasant Valley's zero three on the season. They have a really good defense. They're offensively challenged right now. I think that'll come along throughout the season. Um, it, it can't get, I mean, it's got to get better. I mean, they've scored six points against Bettendorf, s- seven points last week against Cedar Rapids Prairie, and they got shut out again tonight. So they've only scored, gosh, I got 13. Math, I 13. Thank you, Stockpile. 13 points in three games. But their defense is legit. They only give up 20 points to um, to North Scott, and a lot of that came late. There was nothing, nothing at the half. So Bettendorf, or Pleasant Valley, I should say, will get better throughout the season. It's a work in progress on offense. And, and North Scott, um, they, they didn't play their best football game. They didn't play their best half of the season, obviously, in the first half of the game while I was there. Boy, they looked great when I left. They scored 20 unanswered points and won that football game. Um, but that's the type of thing you're going to get with North Scott. They can play a slug them out defensive battle. They can score some points with you if you need to. So a diverse uh, team out there. One thing that I'll mention for them, they lost their, their best lineman, the young man that's going to Kansas, um, Stofans. Is his, is Jackson Stofans. Jackson Stofans. He hurt his knee in practice on Wednesday. He was on crutches on the sidelines. It's an injury. They have no idea what it is. MRI is not back yet. They'll find that out on Monday is what I, I, I did here when I was out in, in, in North Scott. So thoughts and prayers go out to that young man. Hopefully everything's good with him, and hopefully it's a knee sprain and he's back in a few weeks. Who knows? Um, he's got a bright future ahead of him, not just this year with the North Scott Lancers, but playing college football at Kansas as well. So we wish the best for him. So North Scott didn't look great. They struggled on offense, but they rebound in the second half, and they get the job done. They're now 3-0 and on the season and kind of rolling right along. Lancers' first 3-0 and start since 2014. And also, the game was scoreless at halftime. And you could see some desperation in North Scott because towards, the end, towards the end of the, at the end of the half, they tried a, they, they that lined up for a 32-yard field Stop. goal. Nope. That wasn't desperation. That was a fantastic play call. It was wide open, and they flat out missed him. There was no desperation to it. It was a 30-something-yard field goal. Instead of trying to have a high school kicker do that, great play call. 
poorly executed, no desperation about it. They came back and won 20 to nothing. I'm just trying to figure out who was there and who wasn't there. Stock. I, wait, no, I was there. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> so, I mean, I get what you're saying, Stock, and, and they kind of, I mean, the, I don't want to say desperation is just the bad term, but, like, yeah, they need to jumpstart something. They yeah. need to get things going. I think that's what you're kind of getting at is they wanted to get things moving right. because, they, guys, I was there for an entire half. There were three total first downs in the entire first half. We didn't get a first down in the game until midway through the second quarter. Both offenses struggled, and I think that's kind of what you're saying, Stockpile. But with that being said, boy, Kevin Tippett just called the right play call. Kid was wide open, didn't execute it the way they did. But hats off to them. That's a bad way to end the half. They come out, score a touchdown early in the third quarter, going to win the football game 20 to nothing. Can, I mean, can we say it's, it was two good defenses, two really good defenses? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. A lot of times it's easy to criticize and, oh, it's terrible. This, nobody's doing anything. I, I think it's two good defenses. Yeah, and, and, and don't – Pleasant Valley's offense, while 13 points in three games, they've played Bettendorf's defense. Cedar Rapids Prairie's defense is good. And North Scott's one of the best defenses you're going to come across. So um, who does Pleasant Valley play next week? I just look to you for everything, Stockpile. That's why we pay you <laughs> huge money. Big like bucks. this guy Big is bucks. rolling in it. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Well, thanks for not paying me and not looking at me. <laughs> I'm paying you. Pleasant Valley is in the at Central on a Thursday night. So with that being said, we'll talk about Central in a second. They get to play a team next week that gave up 37 points this week. So uh, the, the offense is probably going to look better than what it did the first three weeks of the season against the Davenport Central team that's given up 35 and 37 points the last two weeks. PV also was held, uh, PV's defense held North Scott to under 50 yards in the first half. And I think North Scott's defense held PV's offense to under 60. Oh, yeah, dude. So no, I your... was there. There, were, there, were, there was nothing going <laughs> on. Well, not, you're making wait, up plays for... I can, <laughs> I can eat plenty of chips and Doritos right now because my little chubby butt walked up and down the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what... But, you know, going, but, over and over But that's again. going back to Greca's point that... The defenses. <laughs> that's Greg. You can call me Greg. Well, yeah. Greg, that go back, goes back to Greg's point that the defenses were really dominant tonight. So next week is uh, what matchup do we say? PV Central. Central. PV Central. Thursday. All right. Stock, you're on the clock. Who you got? I got Central. Of course of you do. Of course okay. you do. So, Stock, but when will you ever, ever just never? Once, you know, you know it's not going to happen. Give me a disclaimer here, real quick. We all like we have nothing against yes. public schools. Yes, and you make us sound like we don't like them, but no, you're just, you love them. That's true. Hey, I should be the great club to writers. So I should qualify. It's not that I don't. It's yeah. It's no no offense to any of the Davenport schools. Just every week, stocking. I've known you for how many years? Fifteen years, oh, at least. At least. Yeah. I've never ever once had seen you, heard you. Pick against the Davenport School. Well, Jimmy the Greek never pitched, picked against the Raiders on the oh, NFL. Today. Right. All right, so, so, so for the Iowa schools, a one more week of non-conference. So non-district, 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 non-district yeah. non-conference, whatever. Yeah. So still a chance for all these teams. You know, we mentioned Pleasant Valley to get things right. If you think Pleasant Valley doesn't have a chance to do this year what they did last year, you're absolutely crazy. And stockpile, you don't think they do? I guarantee you, when they get in district play, what's their district? Uh, City West. Winnable game. City High. Winnable game. Linmar. Winnable game. Um, uh, Muscatine. Absolutely. And North. A- absolutely. In Rusty, we trust And I'm not saying they're going to win all those games. I love that. But, but they are winnable. They're, they're, they're games, winnable that they games that they could win. They just played three really good football teams, and they were, in, they were in all three of those games um, in the second half. 
does it happen? Now, last year they had Max Slavens and things were different and all that kind of stuff, so I'm not saying. But we'll talk about Pleasant Valley throughout this year, and they're going to get better. That's not a bad Pleasant Valley team. 3-0 and for the second straight year, probably. 0-3. Oh, 0-3, oh, I, I should say, for the second straight year. Yes. Um, other Cuff, you're at Bettendorf. They continue to roll right along. Um, they now get... Cedar Falls next week. I can't wait to Ooh. podcast later this week because it's gonna be a that's good a great game. They should have. They, they should, probably should have won that game last year up in the Unidome. They now get them at Tuval Stadium next week. They actually started slow in the first first quarter. There was no score after the first quarter, which is kind of surprising to me. No, anyway, because you were there trying to get out of there. Well, no, uh, but eventually they did start to move the ball. They had, uh, I think, there was an interception, uh, three and out. So. It just took some time to maybe get things going. Uh, once they did, it was uh, Joe Byrne had a nice pass down the field, which set up a Bay Bowie run, which then set up a Bay Bowie touchdown. They got a uh, great defensive play, which set up another Joe Byrne touchdown. And I was out of there at 14 nothing early second quarter. But it, it took a quarter, it seemed like, just to get maybe their feet under them a little bit. I don't know why that was. We talked but about this being, and on our way to get a polar pop today, a sleepy game for, for Bettendorf that... Just that, maybe looking ahead. That let down after two big games to start the season. And then, of course, the game before the big game against Cedar Rapids, or Cedar Falls, it was that kind of... You know, maybe a little bit of a letdown game, and the first quarter wasn't great. And then once they get rolling, they get rolling. Harrison Bay Bowie's pretty good football player. Three rushing touchdowns, ten, ten on, on the year. season. Ten on the season. That's not bad. Yeah. No, he's going to make some college coach extremely happy. Actually, you and I was at the game tonight. I don't know if they were there looking at you looking and, at him. You and I. Were you and I there. were at the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is weird that we both be shooting the same game. I might as well came <laughs> to that game with you because there were no highlights to be had at North Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but no, somebody from the Panthers were there. Uh, and I, again, I don't know if they're watching him or if they're watching somebody else. More yeah. likely, it's him, yeah, maybe, no, maybe Griffin uh, Little as well. Um, but yeah, there was somebody from uh, Northern Iowa. There. With all due respect to Northern Iowa, Griffin Little is going to be playing at a, at, a, at a level a little bit above that one um, when he goes plays. Just a junior and, and a fantastic talent. Um, also in the, um, I almost said the MAC, but big schools in Iowa. Um, the Battle of Davenport. Dun, 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 dun. Look at Stackpile. Eyes light up. Beaming. You like North in this game. Yes, by, I did. By a skosh, like 24-17 probably. 23-22. Uh, I was way off. Um, <laughs> no, that's a skosh. <laughs> um, this was like what I would... Okay, my kids' names are Charlie, Colton, Chase, and Carson. This you was nailed like, that. Very yeah. good. You didn't call him Corey. Think, that was good. Think. Um, this was like Charlie kicking Colton's butt. Because these are like two of your kids <laughs> going head to head, and um, North they were impressive. I got there and I needed highlights. Boy, they gave them to me. Thirty-seven nothing. They they shut out Central. It seems like that opening game from Davenport Central down in Muscatine seems like a year ago, and it's just been two weeks. They they got off to such a good start, and then back to back losses at home. I know it wasn't a home game, but it's still at Brady Street. Um, Again, they've been outscored uh, 72 to 14 at home or in Brady Street the last few couple weeks. The first in question we need to get out there is where are you subbing right now currently? Uh, I was at West today. Okay, Ooh. okay. so you weren't even there. Where, where, where are you at next week? I was at, I'm at Central on Monday. You better watch what you say. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, North was really dominant tonight, and they made, they made Central turn the ball over. Central turned it over three times in the first half. What are you no, doing? Just keep going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Central turned it over three times in the first half. Cade Sheedy had two first half interceptions. Jack West, over 150 yards passing. That dude was really good. He has over 650 yards this season passing. What was he rushing? 
Um, he was at. He was quoted at last. Quoted. Uh, this is like this is about fifty yards. Was he giving? Was was he giving <laughs> interviews like midway through the game? Like I, I'm quoting myself at a hundred no. and something yards. I figured he was looking for insurance and got a quote. <laughs> I am uh, Geico seeing, Direct or something. I'm seeing about fifty yards. Uh, about midway well, through. I, the I got about thirty of them when I was there, and I was there for. A hot minute, but um, yeah, extremely impressive. You know, they made you work hard there because you didn't have to work hard at North Sky. I so did, man, <laughs> it was oh, I was like I joked. It, there was uh, another media member that was going along with me, and he gets the guy that game, and we saw a first down, and we're just like giving high fives because we didn't get Wait, any first down. There are no other media members. What I are you know, talking I about? That. I understand this is North's first win as the home team in this series since 2007. They're both on their home field. Uh, but. The, uh, Stop it. Stocking, that hey. stat means nothing. Well, it's not a home what? field. What is that is not anything. Hold on, what did he just say? I missed it. <laughs> say it again. North wins their first game as a home team in the series since 2000. doesn't matter. That is, it's well, completely it, irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It, it just matters what, num- what column they're on in the scoreboard. Well. They all have their own locker rooms. They all play at that stadium. It, it doesn't matter who the home team is. Well... According to this, it does. No, why? No. According to no, it doesn't. Hey, if you're yeah. a Davenport North or Central supporter, let us know if we're right or wrong with that. Do you I would th- love to know if a North student knew tonight whether they were the home or the away team. I'm I would sure love they to know. Sure why? They How? How would they know? Because of the scoreboard, and because that's it. it's a North. Because North made sure that they, the fans knew it was a North home game. What? By telling <laughs> what? Did they hold up signs that say "We are home"? <laughs> no. That there are certain things that they can... There are thank, certain God, thank God they told them so they didn't go to Central <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> there are certain things with Party tickets and uh, Okay, so it does emissions. depend on which Silly. side they sit on then. Well, no, Central is always in, the far side. You guys oh, so in, even then. So even then, they always sit on the same but, side. But absolutely. there's still yeah. things yes, about tickets, about who okay. gets it, how they get in with oh, tickets. absolutely. Yeah, I get that. Uh, this is useless. You're exactly we'll right with what you're saying, but the... Yeah. I love how Celia's like, guys, knock it off, because you guys are being mean to stocking this week. I got you. Absolutely. Oh, do you? As, yeah. As yeah. you shove the mic in his face. I just wanted to well, he's got the knife in it. <laughs> I just wanted to, you, I just, people need to hear you. Um, one other game, or a couple other games, um, uh, Muscatine gets back in, or gets into the win column for the first time, 13-7 to in a close game. Davenport West now 2-1 and on the season. A close six-point loss. They're six. They're seven points away from being three and zero in the season. West is off to a good start. Yeah, they are. Um, they tonight they were uh, getting their quarterbacks back from uh, that were injured, and they their defense played really well. Made several stands. It's just that they couldn't get anything going offensively, which has been part and parcel of the season. They've had they've left a lot of points on the field that they could have uh, converted into points to, and tonight would have won the game. Listen, a win is a win, no question about that. But I think Muscatine, just looking at how they're playing right now, leaves a lot to be desired, a lot of fundamental mistakes, a lot of just little things that slowed the game down a lot. Every time they looked like they were getting momentum, and don't get me wrong, yeah, they won, but every time they were getting momentum, it was stopped by a sloppy mistake here and there. And it was just, it was a tough game to watch because you see them getting closer and closer to making something happen and can't cash in. And listen, West looked pretty good against them. Uh, They're off to a good start. But comparatively, they did. Comparatively. When you look at how Muscatine is playing, they looked better, of course. Well, Um, and I think that's the, that's what stands out to me. Like, that's kind of the frustrating part 
especially if you're a Muscatine fan. Boy, the exactly. looking at us, like, the we really so had high. Yeah, we had high expectations for them. And they're looking, hey, they're two. Well, they're one and two on the season, and and, and yeah, and it's not yep. the end of the world. No. And they got a victory tonight. They have Absolutely. something to build off of. There's so much talent on that field. We saw it last year. We know how good they can be, and, and I think they can get to that point. They have. They have work to do, and now things get serious with, with district play coming up soon. They have one more non-district, and then anything happens, they can turn things around. It's, it's, it's tough to, to, to talk negatively. I mean, they won. Sure. They won the football yeah, game. They so won. bottom line is they won, they move on, and, and all that kind of stuff. Celia, you were at the game. Did Muscatine play Tim Nimley tonight? Because I had heard he was like a game-time decision, and I didn't see much. Celia's being... like, how dare you ask me something <laughs> that I have no idea. What number is he? I think he's like number 22 or 24. You know, honestly, I can't you, remember. You don't have any running back. He's running back. He, they didn't get much done on the ground. I can yeah. just tell you that. Which so is they got a few, you know, good things going, but I can just tell you that they didn't get much going on the ground. Because I know he's a game-time decision. Sure. So it, we don't have any stats from that game yet. No. And he's a big key. I mean, 13 yeah. points it makes sense without a, a Tim Nimley who does a lot. Um, next week, Muscatine. West is at... Where's West at? Not Central yet. Cause West is at playing their second of four straight homecoming games. They're at North for uh, homecoming. How many homecoming games do they have? They have four. They have, uh, they have four homecomings this year? They're uh, on the road for two. Then, they're, then they have their homecoming. And then they how, have many those how many of those dances are you chaperoning? Uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> All of them. Uh, Muscatine of them. is at Johnston. Yeah, that's the hike to uh, the Des Moines area for that game. Johnson's a good football program as well, so we'll see how those two teams do. One other game um, in that bigger school's Iowa. Congratulations to Burlington. They get the job done, I believe, um, knocking off Clinton 33-26, the final on that one. They get their first victory they of the season. They come from behind to win that game in the fourth, qu- oh, late wow. in the fourth quarter. They were down 26-20 with about six minutes to go, came back and won it. So they get the victory. Clinton's still looking for that first victory. Um, obviously, though, with Clinton winning most of the game, some positives that they can build from that as well. But uh, a tough loss for Clinton. They go to 0-3 on the season. I just so, want to say they, they're, like, starting 8-10 to 10 sophomores. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Coach was like, listen, normally I wouldn't say we're starting that many, but it's what we've got to work with, and these guys want to be here. I think they're suffering a little bit from they were saying that you know, they start to lose, and then guys are dropping out left and right. Yep, but the guys yeah. they have want to win. No, absolutely. You um, wanted to know about Nimley. He, walk, he was walking in a boot all week. He was dressed for the game, but it doesn't look, look like he played. Thanks, Cuff. That's the stuff I expect from Stockpile, but you, yeah. <laughs> Twitter's great. That's some gold Twitter's right there. Great. Evan Riggs. Um, big games on the Illinois side of the river, and we'll talk about um, – Rock Ridge and, and, and Orion, and I, I kind of expected that game because they had done that for the first two weeks of the season to go down to the wire, and um, it, it didn't. Hats off to, to Chip Filler and the guys in Orion. They get the job done, um, winning sixteen or 19 to nothing. They scored three touchdowns in the first half, and, and they shut out Rock Ridge the entire game. So an impressive victory. First and foremost, hats off to both of the communities um, coming together to raise money for a young man um, that's battling cancer. Xander, what's his it's, last name? It's actually not cancer. It's Xander Carlson. Okay. It's a brain tumor. It acts like cancer, okay. but it's not technically cancer. He's a, 
awesome kid. And Celia knows that because we're going to have his full story on what he's going through and the two communities coming together. That's coming up next week on WQED. You don't want to miss that. But as for the football game itself, I mean, Orion looked really good, and, and, and it's, we talk so much offense and, and how players are doing and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, Ryan Youngworth is doing a very good job at quarterback for Orion, but the Orion defense with a shutout of Rock Ridge, Rock Ridge had scored in the 30s of the first two weeks of the season. To shut out Rock Ridge, it's an eye-opening and a, a, a very impressive performance by the Chargers. All right, fine. Chip Filler's going to listen, and I'll be the first one to say it. I, I'm impressed, and I, he's, he's proving the Chargers and, and Chip Filler are proving me wrong. In week one, I thought that was going to be a very good game. I would have leaned towards Monmouth-Roseville. They came away with a win on the road. They got the win in week two, and coming into this game, I thought, oh, this one's going to be close. It could go either way. Rock Ridge has looked really good. I, didn't, I thought it would be a toss-up game. I thought it would be a close game. I thought it would be a close game. I didn't know necessarily who would win. I thought it would be a kind of a, you know, a pick em, you might say. But <laughs> say it. Orion, say Orion it. really impressed me tonight. They've impressed me three weeks in a row now. And, and I'm mad at Chip because he said that he's just going to win games ugly. That was pretty. That was a that pretty was, impressive that, victory. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't ugly. I gave Chip a lot a hard time last year for not throwing the ball very much to a young man named Logan Lee, who was unstoppable. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> and this year they throw it all over the stinking field. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, congrats to Ryan Youngworth. What a, a great young man. And uh, man, he can he can uh, pitch it, and he's got some great receivers out there that uh, can run and get it. So. Uh, I think a complete team at this point. I know they're still, Chip's going to say, you know, we're still figuring things out and give us that coach speak that he likes to do. Um, but yeah, I think they're a fantastic team. They're going right. to get better and better throughout the season. And, and they didn't, these kids are getting more experienced and more experienced, and they're going to become a tougher and tougher opponent each and every single week. Ryan Youngworth, two touchdown passes, 151 yards. Orient's second straight season uh, where they started off 3 0. Since joining the Three Rivers, they've been 3 0 three times. Great coaching job by Chip Filler. And uh, on a coaching job. <laughs> Look at that. You Stocky's trying to gain points no, tonight. I mean, <laughs> a, a great coaching job considering Stockpile had them going 0 9 this season. I did season. not. You keep <laughs> saying that. Chip's gonna. Chip's gonna have your poster, your face up there, saying, do, do you, "I'm 0 and Do you, do you referee any of the freshman games out there for? Uh, I, you better no, hope not. No. After picking them to go on nine, I didn't go. I didn't pick them that. Greg, <laughs> I mean, Dazzo's been saying that all summer, and it's not true. Poor Chip. I, hey, and Chip, I trust. So, uh, so congratulations do I. to Orion. They pick up a big victory. Um, an, an eye popping and an interesting score. Newman wins. They go to three and zero in the season. But Kiwani now one and two. They've lost two really tough games to really good football teams. Kiwani's a good football team. They're one and two in the season, but they're a playoff football team. Am I right? They are a playoff football yeah. team. They've lost two games to two state-ranked teams by one point each. And one uh, possession. you figure Orion won. Yeah, in the, you're right. Right. Orion won in the last 17 seconds. At the end of the game, they scored to win that game. And then Newman, they just do what they do, as uh, Coach Proposi would say if he was still there. But man, they haven't missed a beat with uh, Coach Kretzmer there. They're they're still just as impressive as they have, and they're finding new ways to win, which is pretty impressive. Well, the ways that they've won, they won in a comeback fashion against Princeton, a very good football team, and now this week to win this type of game in a thriller against Kiwani, stocking, give me the stats from Russell tonight. Kavon, these Kavon these Russ are ridiculous. Kavon Russell had four touchdowns, and they were all by a different way. Okay. Opening kickoff. Return ninety yards. There's for a, a special touchdown. teams touchdown. Then he had a hold on. They didn't. 
uh, yeah. the opening kickoff, I thought they got down to the, like the. He he took it to the house. He he ha- he took it to the house. Okay, I'm good. Never mind. I'll be quiet. He had a, <laughs> thank he had a, you. He had a t- touchdown he, reception. He's obviously read the internet tonight, so hey, I'm not gonna. <laughs> he had a touchdown reception. Okay. Then a touchdown rush. Yes. And then a pick six. That is amazing. Like that is score standout nominee. Say, you know what I smell? I, I smell a score standout nominee right there. And like, I mean, Kiwani almost won that game, and I mean. This was the closest they've ever come to beating Newman. They had the lead in the fourth quarter. They've never beat Newman? Nope. Wow. And this, I mean, they, they led in the fourth quarter. Newman makes one uh, final drive, takes the win. But what a great game by Kevon Russell. That's very impressive for Kiwani and also the resilience of a Newman team that had a battle last week against Princeton. They come back again this week on the road and come away with a win. And as we've talked about year in and year out, Newman's got the target on their back all the time. Every senior class wants to be the one at every program in the Three Rivers to beat Newman. And man, Kiwani gave it a heck of an effort. Next week, that is going to be a desperate game between Kiwani and Monmouth Roseville. God, the desperation. You're so negative. Kiwani's 1 and 2, <laughs> Monroe's is 0 and 3. I understand. Go ahead, Celia. I just want to apologize to Kevon Russell. I messed up your highlights, bro, so if you were watching, yeah. good game. Good game. Yeah. No, it wasn't on you. It wasn't on you. It, that's a, that, that's a, a big person of you to apologize, but it wasn't on you. The TV is TV. Live TV is live TV. Um, we're going to rapid fire a few of these games real quick because we're getting to be 40 minutes on our quick <laughs> Insta Reacts podcast. Reacts. And I feel like we could keep going for another hour. <laughs> Probably. So um, Riverdale and Morrison. Morrison's been scoring a ton of points. They do it on the defensive end. They win 16-3. to uh, Congratulations to Morrison. They're 3-0 and in the season. 3-0. and That's huge for them because, Stocking, do you know when was the last time they were 3-0? 2017. They were 3-0 were, they were in 2017? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he gives me that definitive nod like, yeah, you're you wrong. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Riverdale led this game 3-0 at halftime. Last year they won because they kicked three field goals to win 9-7. It looked for a while like, they were going to win again on the basis of field goals, and then uh, Helms threw a touchdown pass, and then they uh, added another touchdown to pull away. I mean, this was a Morrison program that within about 10 years ago, 12 years ago... We're state champs. They were state 2011, champs. 2011, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah 2011. 20, 2009 and 2011, they were state champs. So you look at it like this fan base is desperate to get back to that, to get back to the playoffs, like... This is huge for that program. Yeah, all they need is two more wins, and they're in the play. They'll be probably playoff bound. Monmouth Roseville, we mentioned they're zero and three on the season. Another tough loss. Congratulations! I, I just ate a chip. Somebody else talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not 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 going to work for you there, is it? Tonight, I thought it was good, and it's not good. After two straight close losses tonight, they the wheels fell off. They lost to Hall 35-12. Wheels are not off. They're just a little loose right now. It'll be fine. They fell off. I'm trying to think of what I'm missing in the. And we're not going to get to all of them in the Lincoln. Ronde Worrell's three touchdowns for Princeton. Yeah, there was a couple blowouts that, and then Fulton cruised up at home as well. So Fulton back on track after a tough first loss of the season. They're now two and one of the season. That's a good football team that I don't think showed how good they are going to be um, when the week one lost to Princeton. You went and you checked at United, and I hear it was beautiful. And I got I got my first uh, trip into the Lincoln Trails. Uh, so we trails. we are wondering: is Mary still there? Is she on the sidelines? Did you I see did Mary? I see Mary. Oh, I man. looked. I so, scoured. So if, I scoured the sidelines. If, I, if you're I, listening from Monmouth United, let us know if Mary's still there. We love Mary down in Monmouth United. So. 
I will say it. I man, I love, I love the Three Rivers Conference. Or sorry, the Lincoln Trail. I love the Lincoln Trail. Getting out there tonight, it was picture perfect. It was beautiful. Um, Colton Clegg, you have the proof, right? Yeah, I took. Yeah, <laughs> check out Twitter. That picture is. <laughs> Colton Quagliano had three touchdown passes in the first half. Will you yeah. stop? He's talking about Mother Nature. Let him talk about the sunset. <laughs> He's right. Colton Quagliano looked really good. He looked tough. Um, Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Have we yeah. talked about him this year? Yeah. Um, United passed the ball a lot tonight. I don't know if that's a, a normal thing for them, or if they were trying to throw off A&W and try to, like, put a little hitch in the game plan, but they threw the ball a lot, and they moved it a little bit. They, I mean, they, they had some success early on. They couldn't keep up with I mean, A&W's offense looks really high-powered. They the, look very good. The Titans have won the last eight seasons the opening game in the Lincoln Trail Conference. They're, I believe it. They're, they're, I mean, we've talked about it for years and years. They, they were the team that was always, like, right on the doorstep with Mercer County and Stark County, and they've taken that leap, and they've become the team along with maybe Princeville, but they're, they're right there. Speaking of those two counties, Mercer County tonight. Hold on, Stark I County. was just going to say that. In the great words of Jim Taylor, Mercer County, yeah, yeah, right? 22 huh? nothing. Am I right? Am I you right? You right. You right. They rolled 22 nothing. Yep, largest margin of victory by a Golden Eagle team. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, the they, they struggled week one against Knoxville. I lost that one 22 to 6, I believe. Knoxville's now a state ranked team. Yeah, I mean, Knoxville's legit, and they're probably, were they a 2A team? They won huge tonight, by the way. Too. Yeah, so they Knoxville. Had a huge win. Uh, Mercer County's a really good football team. Uh, Andrew Hofer's doing a great job down there. They're now 2 and 1 on the season. What do they got next? Uh, Mercer County is at A and W. Ooh, intriguing game that has Greg Armstrong's name written all over it. I love the Lincoln Trail. I do Ooh. love the Lincoln Trails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else are we missing? We're probably missing a lot, so I don't want to get. If we didn't talk about you, we'll talk about you on the next podcast. We've been talking for forty-four minutes, and we kind of try yep. to keep these at a half hour. So, um, <laughs> North that Cedar being, tonight scored two touchdowns on fourth down conversions to beat Comanche tonight. And also, seven. we want to mention Easton Valley scored like five thousand points. Eighty-five. <laughs> eighty-five. Or eighty-five. I mean, there it was eighty-five to nothing. They're really Central good, Al-Qaeda. They're a really good eight-man Hashtag football team. Hashtag eight-man football. Yeah. We're going to have to get up and see them soon. Uh, soon, And also, New London won tonight, but it was close, right? Triple overtime. Oh, yeah. They uh, rallied to beat Waco uh, 56-50 in triple overtime, homecoming in Wayland. Our guy Brian Borison out in Minneapolis goes on the road. They get a victory. They're now 3-0 in the season. The dog's doing well. So uh, a lot of uh, really entertaining and good things to talk about. Greg, you're pointing at me. I know. Okay, keep wrap it up. No, Here we I'm go. not wrapping it up. We, I don't want to wrap it up if you're not done. Well, I'm going to say... Let's go around the room. We all got Iowa, Iowa State predictions. People listening to this are going to that game right now. Yes. Let's go. Rapid fire around the table. I Let's get predictions. There's, let me look at what the line. I, supposedly they, they set lines on games. Can sports gamble? Oh, is that like never a heard gambling never thing? Never heard of that. Right. You actually gamble? Oh, oh my God. What is this? I never knew William that. William Hill app on my phone. Um, <laughs> I believe it's not putting my, apps on his phone. <laughs> uh, I think it's a, a two-point game. I'll look here in a second. But okay. Um, we is will I, start. I, is Iowa the favorite? By Iowa two? is the favorite now. Okay, uh, allegedly, I don't know these things, but uh, two weeks ago, Iowa was a four-point underdog, and in two weeks, the line has moved from Iowa being a four-point underdog to now being a two-point favorite. Six points is a ton of points. I have heard. 
<laughs> so with that being said, who cares about gambling? Um, we will start with, I want to do stock last. So Celia, yep. your thoughts on Iowa, Iowa State tomorrow, Ames, Iowa, Jack Trice Stadium, and you will be in the house. I'm an unbiased media member. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're, if you're covering the game, you don't have to make a pick. That's I fair. I can't, I can't pick. I get, I get that. That's I can't fair. bias my coverage. Okay, Herb Straight. Do you, do you want, <laughs> do you want to go to the game tomorrow or not? You make a pick. Here. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Tough. What do you got? I will take the Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes. And I will say it's going to be twenty-one seventeen. The power of college game day. No. Cyclones pull it off twenty-four twenty-one. I will have. Um, I will take Iowa twenty-seven seventeen. Shame on ESPN hiring Eric Church to be the guest picker. I could have been a better guest picker. Yeah, we failed. Here's what I would say: This is your chance to be a guest picker right now. I was gonna say I don't know much about Eric Church, but I mean, he's he's one of them handsome fellas that sings country music, right? So you're saying that Stocky is not a handsome? Yes, handsome. No, he just doesn't sing country music. That's what we're saying. That's true. Yeah, he doesn't sing country music. He's still a handsome fella. Okay, good. When I went to Iowa State, they taught me that a nation is better than a state, and I know Hawkeye fans. Claim it's a Hawkeye State, but it's a Cyclone Nation. You're Iowa State 22, Iowa 20. And the last play of the game, Iowa will score a touchdown to Oliver Martin. They'll go for two to try and tie it, and it will be batted down by Mike Rose in the end zone. 22-20, Cyclone Nation. Hey, all I so know stacking, is who you think is going to win the game? If you, if, if you get this right, I'm going to have you buy me a lotto ticket, okay? <laughs> Nobody's not going to get no, it right. No, it's not going to get it right. Not, but I'm just no. saying. You know some no. of the predictions you had high school football-wise oh, tonight. Stocking, when was the last time you picked against Iowa State versus Iowa? Never. 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 See, here we go. See, <laughs> you're biased. You have biases. I have no biases. I, Are I'm, you going I'm to the game? I'm a truth teller. Of course Stock, I am. Stocking. I'm in the press box. Stocking. What color? What jacket are you wearing right now? I'm wearing an Iowa State jacket. Okay, and you have... And Davenport North yeah, underwear. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about you. <laughs> no, that's just too much. Too much. All right. Good night. Bye. That's it. Oh, my. Hey, enjoy your college football weekend. We'll be podcasting early next week as we get you set for week four. Good night.